Hey there, fellow pop culture nerds, Christian from the Proton Pack podcast here. Tony and I recently made the transition to host our podcast at anchor.fm, and they made switching from our previous podcast host an absolute breeze. Whether you're old pros like us or new to the podcast game, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. In fact, you don't even need the complete tech setup that we use. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free. That includes creation tools allowing you to record and edit your podcast, which you can do right from your phone or computer, and it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And as you gain traction with your show, you can easily make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. And welcome to another episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. As always, I'm Chris, and with me is the Carl to my Rick, Tony. Say hi, Tone. Carl! Hi, Carl! <laughs> uh, what up, guys? It's been a while. Episode 11. Rolls 11. right now. 11-11. <laughs> and not Stranger Things 11. Just That's what I was thinking. 11! <laughs> in any case we've got a another big show for you guys um we're gonna go through the process the same way we always do uh in this one we're gonna start out talking a little bit about video games and end up talking about video games at the end uh but you'll see why here in just a second so um as we do each and every week uh the first piece of news to come out is producer Adi Shankar, uh, for those of you who don't recognize the name, uh, he's the producer of Netflix's anime Castlevania series, obviously based on the Castlevania uh, video game. Uh, he uh, produced uh, Lone Survivor with Mark Wahlberg. And uh, a little known fact is he was the filmmaker behind uh, the little short called Dirty Laundry, which uh, was sort of a, a sequel to the Thomas Jane Punisher um, that uh, had a little bit more of an R rating to it. Uh, there was trying to get some grassroots behind a uh, Thomas Jane sequel with an R rating. But uh, Adi Shankar, he is the producer, and uh, he recently announced, um, looks like on Instagram, uh, says, I can confirm that I'm working with an iconic Japanese gaming company to adapt one of their iconic video game series into a series uh, on november 16th at 1 p.m i'm going to announce what it is i love you all thank you for following me on this journey entertaining you guys continues to be a privilege so uh, a lot of speculation on what that iconic series is going to be and the rumor mills running and uh, that series is more than likely going to be donkey kong no rupert I mean, tapper it, it could be could be we don't know. They haven't officially announced it, but um, could be Rupert Chapter, could be uh, Dig Dug. Oh, maybe they'll bring back Pac-Man from the 80s. Remember that <laughs> terrible cartoon? 
Oh, God, that was so bad. <laughs> it was awful. Uh, ironically, uh, you can still find it on uh, Netflix. And whenever the boys come over, f- for some reason, uh, my youngest seems to always land on it and enjoy watching it. And it's still terrible. <laughs> but uh, now, all of that being said, it's looking like it's more than likely going to be a series based around The Legend of Zelda, which uh, obviously one of my favorite Nintendo game series of all time. Um, if they do it, and hopefully they don't do it in the anime style. Um, have you watched Castlevania at all, Tone? Yeah, I've seen a couple. I mean, it's not my favorite, but I mean, it's cool. It's just not my favorite. Yeah, it's cool. And, you know, Personally, I never really got behind anime. Um, there's some really cool elements to it, but, uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I just can't get into it. So I'm hoping that The Legend of Zelda wouldn't be an anime series. What would be cool is maybe if it were a live-action series, uh, Game of Thrones style. Ooh, that'd be a neat take on it, for sure. Yeah. I think Zelda's a good choice. Um, I mean, I remember there was an awful... Uh, a cartoon version of it in the late 90s. I mean, excuse me, the late 80s, early 90s. It, it was like right, right around the time yeah. with like it came around the time there was like Captain N uh, and then there was the uh, Super fun- Mario Brothers Super Show. <laughs> totally. It's funny you mentioned Captain N. Uh, one costume I've always wanted to do for Halloween is Captain N and get like a, you know, maybe like a Nebraska um you know, Letterman jacket, uh, red and white, you know, make a belt out of a classic uh, uh, NES controller, you know, get the zapper gun. Um, I, I guarantee maybe one person would know who I was, but it'd still be fun to do. Oh, absolutely. I don't know. In this day and age, like, you know, most people our age have kids at this point, and I think they'd see the nostalgia factor. I mean, the kids wouldn't get it, but I think their parents at this point would. Yeah. I mean, it's fairly obscure. I mean, you really would have had to have been a video game fan growing up in the 80s to know what it is. But still, it'd be nice to see how many people are like, holy shit, Captain N, that's awesome. I dress as Mother Brain. <laughs> Remember Mother Brain had that annoying ass voice? Totally. <laughs> well, why don't you go get him, King Hippo? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, King Hippo being one of the main bad guys. Oh, the big green titties. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Didn't look oh. anything like King Hippo from Punch Out. Dude, we should totally do an episode just dated, dedicated to old school television series cartoons that we grew up with that are somewhat forgotten. You know, there was Mask and Silverhawks and shit uh cops and that's a great idea this is why we're brainstorming on this uh episode as we film on thursday november 8th we're filming Uh, this we're filming camera there's a camera crew at my house are they not at yours (laughs) nope and what the hell are these people here get out of here you perverts (laughs) um no we should do why we're recording our podcast why don't we just make that a segment every week we just pick a random show and we'll give it about a couple minutes of discussion and throw it on our page let the uh, fans discuss and go from there i like see the if way it takes you think. Off. and we can once we figure out how to do audio outside audio the right way we can play the uh 
the introduction song because those cartoon series of the 80s always had like the most badass one minute uh, in- intros. And uh, we could obviously post the uh, video on our uh, Facebook page and our Instagram page as well. I like it. There's going to be some big things as the show progresses. We'll find ways to add things as opposed to my cheesy way too late recordings to pop in. Right, right. That throw me for a complete loop. <laughs> yeah, because you don't know they're coming. You're like, what the hell was that? Right. <laughs> um. So anyway, bringing it all back around, um, November 16th, we'll find out uh, what this project is. Um, a couple other things they mentioned in the article is that uh, apparently there's a highly anticipated uh, Pokemon game coming out on the 16th. Um, I don't know anything about it, but uh, uh, timing-wise, maybe it's a Pokemon series. Probably not, because uh, I wouldn't call those as classic as... Uh, you know, some of the iconic ga- other games that were out there. And we know it's probably not going to be Mario because Illumination, uh, the studio behind um, Secret Life of Pets, uh, Despicable Me, the Minion movies, uh, they're actually working on a Mario animated movie. It's a Mario. Woo-hoo. Which I-, I think it's in the right hands. I mean, uh, they oh, do. Oh, it's. It's going to be great. Uh, Universal, huge pickup. I think we discussed that on a previous episode, and awesome. We did, and the more I see of the Grinch movie that's coming out, uh, looks really funny as well. Yeah, I think they'll do a good Mario movie, not a John Leguizamo, Bob Hoskins live-action movie with a goop. That thing was terrible. (laughs) Talk about an awful movie. Oh, yeah, that was like, uh, you know, they just said, we're going to do a Super Mario movie, and then basically, okay, the main characters are plumbers, everything else is different. And it was bad. You still with us, Tom? Oh, no. Did we lose him? Did he disappear? Hello? Well, there you are. Wow. <laughs> like a snap from Thanos, man. Yeah, you just disappeared, disappeared like the dust. Yeah. Dust in the wind. Dude, and there's no one even home. My internet connection dropped, so I have to uh, mobile hotspot it to get back to the show. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my internet connection disappeared. It's not showing back up. So. Well, the good news is, through the magic of editing, it won't even sound like you left. All right, perfect. <clears throat> done. All right. Um, so with that being said... Um, Moving on from Netflix streaming service over to the Disney streaming service, um, sort of a roundabout way. Um, a couple weeks ago, it was announced that the standalone Boba Fett movie that uh, James Mangold, which I didn't even know he was attached to it, uh, obviously the director behind Logan, um, that Boba Fett movie is 100% dead at Disney. And uh, obviously that sort of comes off of the fallout from uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, But at the same time, while that project is dead, for the Disney streaming service, Jon Favreau is working on a live-action series uh, called The Mandalorian, which um, not a lot of information has come out about. Uh, We don't know if The Mandalorian refers to Boba Fett 
directly if it's uh, a different Mandalorian. Um, but at the same time, um, it, it looks like, at least for the Star Wars universe, they are shifting their focus a little more to, um, you know, a series length um, stories as opposed to these standalone uh, um, one shots and uh, just continuing with the movies based on the uh, trilogy series. Um, what's your thought on that tone? I think it's a good call. Focus on the show. It sounds like um, having the Mandalorian. I'd almost see Boba Fett as a good, if you want to see his adventures, you know, more of the story, I think that'd be better set for a show. Uh, Movie-wise, if you're going to do a pre, you know, like a one-off or a story, you know, we've talked about like, uh, you know, Ewan McGregor reprising his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi, which took place after, you know, episode three and uh you know that would have been a good story um you know i know they do those in the animated shows like what happened to darth maul a darth maul one would be sweet too so right you know, certain characters i think could hold a, a whole movie i don't see boba fett being one of those just like you know han solo didn't really need a movie of that no and you know speaking of uh, darth maul we got a, a quick glimpse of darth maul in the solo uh, movie which would have been neat to explore in a solo sequel chances are we won't see that though um but we know that disney is pouring a ton of money into this john favreau series um i mean budget wise it's it's gonna look it's gonna feel um very games game of thrones-ish um and i i think they're gonna do it right and they got the right person with john favreau um hell mean it well i agree i think it's gonna be really good i think they got the right guy for it it's gonna give some exclusive content on top of <laughs> unlimited content for the disney streaming service um it, it all in all win-win for sure yeah yeah you do this it just wouldn't do it wouldn't do good in the theaters i don't think no not no. their expectations that's for sure Right. And it'll create a huge buzz for when that streaming service comes out. People will definitely flock to it, uh, which they evidently didn't do uh, to the theaters. They still made a shit ton of money, but um, not enough to satisfy them. Uh, quick, weird side tangent. Uh, you know, this week we're not going to be doing a box office report. Uh, and Disney has very few movie fails uh, did you hear what the Nutcracker did in its opening weekend? No, I actually I didn't look at this week's report. It was something like $26 million, which is, I mean, tiny for a, a wide-release Disney movie. Um, you know, that's that's Lone Ranger numbers. Oof. On a side note, dude, the Lone Ranger was, a, it was an awesome movie. I liked it. Honestly, never saw it. Never. I enjoyed it. I, not enough to ever see a sequel, but it was rather enjoyable. But this movie didn't look all that great anyways. No, no. And do you think that they kind of failed in releasing it in November? You think this would have been better towards Christmas since it's Absolutely. more of a Christmas movie? It's Absolutely. kind of this goes this kind of goes back to the whole solo thing. Who was in charge of releasing that three weeks after Avengers? Right. That's bad. That's bad marketing. It's bad release. It's just bad timing. Well, they didn't ask our opinion, so. No, no this is true. 
one quick thing, Tone. Uh, I don't know if you can move your phone to get maybe one more bar or two more bars, but uh, your uh, audio is getting a little... You sound like a transformer sometimes. Let's see. Let me see if uh, the Wi-Fi shows back up. And with any luck, it won't drop you. Right, because I can't get any more off the phone. I'm just limited to the two spots. Ah, technical difficulties. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Makes for a long episode, too, I know. Come on, you fucker. <laughs> I may just keep that in. <laughs> That part right there. This is like the outtakes behind the scenes, like when the show doesn't go doesn't go right. Let me go see and see if this thing's not plugged in, if the dog's fucking knocked it off, because I'm not even getting it on my phone. Okay. Uh, stand by, piss break. All right. Episode 11 outtakes, what up? All right, take three. And action. <laughs> uh, so you had to reset the router i assume <laughs> yeah yeah had the dogs they took out my uh, internet connection that's why we're having technical difficulties on this episode that's okay it's all right it happens it does but we should be ready to roll everything sounds good and uh and we left off talking about um having the, Man- uh, the mandalorian series and how that's a better call than making a boba fett movie Exactly. Um, Yeah, I think we said most everything we wanted to say about that. Uh, Now, the only other thing is, and you just brought this to my attention before we started recording, uh, looks like another series, uh, Star Wars-based series for the Disney streaming service uh, that they're working on is a prequel to the sequel that was a prequel that was Rogue One uh, with Gabriel Luna reprising his role um, in that series and, uh, no idea who's heading it. Uh, don't know much information be on that. Uh, anything you can provide tone? No, that's, I just got the, uh, the news literally right before we went on, uh, to record our podcast. And, uh, and that's basically it. They're going to do another live action star Wars show for the upcoming streaming service, which do we just go ahead and say what it is? Might as well just found out. So we had talked about in one of the earlier episodes, how Disney was going to have a competitive streaming service called Disney play, which you and I both agreed that was a really stupid name. We're like, that's kind of dumb. Right. They, they have officially announced what the streaming service name is. And it is called the Disney deluxe duper to do Sky Deep Badoop Badoop. Just kidding. That's quite a name. Let's just call it simple. Disney Plus is what it's going to be called. And it's just Disney with the Plus logo. That's it. Disney Plus. Still underwhelming. Yeah. That is still not much better than what they had. I mean, it's a little better than Disney Play, but they could have done something. They could have just called it. you know, they could have just call it the Disney Channel, realistically. Well, when we talked about it before, one of us came up with a really, oh, uh, it was Disney Digital. 
Oh, yeah. That would have been perfect. That would have been great. Disney Plus? Meh. But again, for whatever reason, uh, nobody's taking our opinions into account. And uh, as a result, we're not getting paid for it. So um, we'll keep nope. throwing it up there. But uh, hopefully just, something I'm, sticks at some point. I'm just putting a post right now with the article on our uh, Facebook page. And I titled it, Just Take My Money, Mr. Mouse. <laughs> Which change that to take our, just take our money. Right. They do anyways. I mean, regardless of how awful the name is, I, I'm still there. I'm in. I'm in. Sold. Are you kidding me? Like some of the stuff that they're going to be having on there? I mean, it is. this is unreal. Some of the things I was reading about on that was <clears throat> it's going to arrive uh, late uh, 2019. And, of course, it's going to have uh, The Mandalorian and that second live action star Wars series and um, other things they're talking about is there's going to be a Loki that that's a big one too. Uh, We've actually Loki. talked about that, that yeah. and Scarlet witch. Yeah. So the Loki one was, was rumor when we, uh, when we first uh, were talking about how they were going to put it on the Disney at the time play. Well, now it's been official that uh, Disney is going to be doing the live action Loki series. So, um, and Tom Hiddleston is going to reprise his role as Loki for it. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing that I heard uh, in the last couple of days, haven't had a chance to do any research on it, but they're looking at doing a series that features both um, Bucky Barnes and Sam Wilson, uh, the winter soldier and Falcon with Sebastian Stan and uh, Anthony Mackie uh, playing those characters for the streaming service as well. Take my money. <laughs> you had me at hello. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. That's that's all just good. It's good for the it's good for the app. And then uh, IGN had uh, put up a thing where they want to talk about what else they'd like to see on the uh, streaming service, like what other stuff you know they'd like to see on there because can you you imagine all the stuff we grew up with chippendale rescue rangers ducktales um darkwing duck i know we've had this conversation about the service before but i'm really excited to see and as of january 1st they acquire you know everything from fox so are you going to see things like the simpsons on there i wouldn't think you would but the simpsons has so much content i don't see why you wouldn't do that Right. Now, what might be interesting is if Disney finds success in this streaming service, and now that they own Fox, now Fox has a streaming service, but really all you can watch on it are Fox shows, uh, FX shows, and then FX movies. So the movies that they're currently show, showing on the cable station, you still have to deal with uh, commercials and all of that. But uh, it would be great if they had a standalone Fox streaming service that allowed you to watch not only all of the Fox movies, so Alien, Predator, um, hell, you name it, but also has original series based around those franchises. Oh, yeah, that would be I think that'd be a smart way to go to keep kind of your adult content. Still just keep Fox. It's, um, you know, from the opening 
you know, start of a movie. Every time you see that 20th Century Fox logo, you're bum, always bum, like, bum, bum. It's, bum, bum. yeah. Did you see uh, Bohemian Rhapsody? I have not seen it yet. So it's done by 20th Century Fox, a.k.a. I guess soon to be Disney. They had the best intro for that for the 20th century Fox. It was all in electric guitar. It was just awesome. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah I definitely was, plan on seeing that. Everything I'm hearing about it is, is, is good. You know, it's a great movie. And, and that's one of those things you could put that on, you know, keep Disney with Disney Fox with Fox, but dude, the house of mouse is getting all the profits from everything anyways. Right. Right. Hey, as long as they keep the quality up, take my money. Exactly. <laughs> um, Going to the other side real quick, did you know that DC Universe, their streaming service, already launched? I did not know it was already out. I knew it was coming. Yeah. But... You know, they had this huge sort of buildup to DC Universe is coming, but when it actually launched, crickets. Um, the only way I knew was uh, I got an email, you know, watch the first episode of Titans now. It's like, how? Oh, <laughs> I guess I have to sign up for the streaming service. Um, which I haven't done yet, but uh, oh, okay. I was just on the to do list. So, so how is it? But I guess we'll save that for another episode. Exactly. Um, sticking with DC and Fox. Um, DC. We don't know how to do movies, but our TV's pretty cool. DC. I like the theme song. Let's see if I remember that for future DC stuff. <laughs> I'll reference back to episode 11, the, the day the dogs took the internet down. There you go. Uh, so DC and Fox, uh, we had reported um, a couple episodes back the rumored premiere date for the final season of Gotham. And uh, that rumor date, and correct me if I'm wrong, I want to say was like March or April. We had to wait a long time for it. With that being said, uh, Fox has officially come out and announced uh, mid-season premiere dates for uh, not only their current shows that are running right now, but also the premiere of Gotham. And we don't have to wait that long. Uh, the fifth and final season premiere will air Thursday, January 3rd, practically right around the corner. Smart move. Very yeah. smart move because their midseason crap on Fox sucks. Right. And when we reported that, I think we even mentioned that it would have been smart for them to release it because it is a shorter season as one of the midseason premieres. Maybe they did take our advice. Maybe someone li is listening. I hope so. That means we get, you know, the show just keeps growing and uh, we get some of those big names out there. Woohoo. That would be nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just sort of looking through, uh, God, I wish I had more time for television. I mean, so many shows that I want to watch and get caught up on and, and we'll talk about one in particular here in just a second, but, uh, looking through their mid season premieres, um, you know, the gifted, I, you know, X-Men based series. Uh, I enjoyed the first season. I watched the first episode of the second season, um, Good series, just don't have time to watch it. Uh, no. Lethal, Lethal Weapon, which uh, no longer has um, uh, rigs in it. Now they've got Sean William Scott. And uh, from what I'm hearing, uh, they're losing Damon Wayans. <laughs> they as are. Well. Yeah, just kill the show. It's done. Exactly. It's um, done. And then looking through here, there's a bunch of shows that 
I have no idea what they are. Gordon Ramsay's 24 hours to hell and back. (laughs) Your bloody food. Cook the goddamn food. (laughs) Some show called The Masked Singer. Oh, yeah, that's about uh, Bane when he was in the opera. There you go. Did you know that Tom Hardy was a opera singer? I did not know that. So we found that somewhere. Well, there you go, the mass singer. Of course, now thinking back on it, it's either Tom Hardy or Jim Jeffries, and I don't know where those two have any connection together. <laughs> but uh, they have a connection here on the Proton Pack podcast. If somebody wants to fact check us go right ahead. Um, but uh, yeah, going back to Fox, I mean, they've got a show called The Resident, The Passage. I, the ma- the no idea. <laughs> that, that premieres on uh, January 27th, right after Rent, the live tape <laughs> musical. <laughs> Proven Innocent. Uh, I mean, really, the only shows that I recognize are, I mean, obviously the staple of Simpsons, Family Guy, Bob's Burgers, uh, The Orville, um, and then Last Man Standing, which... Uh, I'm so glad that that show's back. But everything else, couldn't tell you who's in any one of these shows. No, kind of a side rant. Uh, what do you think about Fox? So, like, they pick up Last Man Standing, but they let go one of your favorite shows, Brooklyn 99. Nine, nine. Uh, that show, who picked that back up? I want to say NBC, Netflix did. M- NBC picked it up. Was it NBC? Yeah. I saw promos for NBC. I was like, what? Hey, as long as it's still the same people behind it, uh, I knew they're losing uh, Chelsea Peretti. Um, I'll continue watching it if it's on NBC, Netflix, Fox. Doesn't matter. Funny Just as long as, as long as they don't ruin it. Right, right. And uh, sort of along those lines, uh, Last Man Standing, um, you know, still, still good, still funny. Um, the new Mandy, not really feeling her. No, I haven't watched the new since it's been back. But so they did just recast Mandy is all they did. They did. They recast uh, Mandy and Boyd. Uh, Boyd has definitely a bigger role in uh, the series as opposed to, you know, uh, when it was back on ABC. Uh, But the new Mandy tries to be too much like the old Mandy and just doesn't work. If you folks don't watch Last Man Standing, it's the Tim Allen show, uh, definitely recommend it. Um, But uh, yeah, sorry to uh, get off on the uh, geek and nerd stuff, um, but it is a show that uh, we both enjoy. Absolutely. I like geeking and all that fun stuff. That's the whole point of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Just to be geeks. And it's for us. It is. And for our listeners, if you don't like it, fast forward through it. Right. You know what I noticed? If you listen to us on like Apple Podcasts, you if you really need to just get through this, you just turn it to like the two X where we talk like real fast. <laughs> know what I mean? Know what I mean? But you can tear through that show real fast. They also have the little circle with the thirty in it, and so you can skip ahead by thirty seconds. Um, not that we recommend it. We hope that you listen to the whole thing, but uh, yeah. just in case. That's good uh, to know. For some podcasts I listen to, I'm like, oh man, just get to the point. <laughs> so uh speaking of my favorite shows that i don't have time to watch uh the walking dead uh you know obviously we were really excited for the lead up to it and there you go with the uh <laughs> unusual audio yeah it doesn't work so well no 
one of these days we'll figure it out. Uh, anyway, we were really excited to the lead up. Um, and then the season started sort of with a thud. Uh, first couple episodes, ratings started to plummet. Um, obviously, viewers are starting to get a little disinterested with the direction things are going. Uh, with all of that being said, uh, Tony, you watched the latest episode, which is, for all intents and purposes, a game changer. Um, a little bit of a spoiler alert. If you haven't watched the most recent Walking Dead, go ahead and hit that 30-second forward until we start talking about uh, the next topic. But uh, fill us in a little bit on uh, how the show is basically throwing out the baby with the bathwater and starting over. Yeah, so I I was critical about what they were going to do with this uh, from the beginning, the whole let's announce before the season even starts that Andrew Lincoln's done. And, and what do you, and typically when they say somebody's done on the show, like nobody just leaves the walking dead, they die. Right. That's, that's been the case for every character thus far. That's like, yeah, they're leaving the show. Okay. They're dead, but they never really spoiled it. It just happens. And you're like, Oh my God, that's, that's always what's made the walking dead. So good is right. Any character can go at any time, but you don't see it coming. Yeah, holy so, shit, there's Glenn's eyeball. Oh, yes, yeah, he's off like, the show. Yeah, he's done. Um, the whole thing with um, with Andrew Lincoln leaving, when they announced that, I was like, well, this show's going to suck. How do you do it without Rick Grimes? He's the star, blah, blah, blah. That was the summer when I heard it. So somebody, some asshole spoiled it on my Facebook feed and said what happened. And I was pissed. I was like, you know, I did not need to know that Shane zombie Shane came back and fucking bit him in the throat. I didn't need to know that. That's not what happened. Just, <laughs> just want to be funny. Um, zombie Carl actually killed him. Coral. Coral. Do you always call me Coral? <laughs> um, no. In fact, the way they did it was great. Um, for those who want to know, I'm just I won't you'll definitely go watch the episode. You don't need to watch. You definitely got to watch episode one of the season because it's time jumped. It's about a year and a half since the events of season eight when Rick had a showdown with Negan. And um, you so you definitely want to get where they're at now. Now, every you know, every community is divided. They have their own leader like Maggie runs the hilltop. Rick runs Alexandria. Um, Daryl is more or less in charge of the old factory uh, where the saviors were and and so forth. So everyone's kind of got their own little roles. So of course, uh, Carol and, um, and Ezekiel are running the kingdom because they're an item now. Spoiler alert. So so I don't know how that happened, but they're together. It doesn't really explain it in the time warp. They're just together. So to set you up of where everything is, you could skip episodes two, three, and four and go right to five. There was uh, – I don't know how Rick ended up with this herd. This massive herd is chasing him. And more or less, this episode is just strictly Rick. And like, you said he's back in Atlanta. He's back in Atlanta. Yeah, I don't know how he got there. I'm going to obviously need to backtrack, but damn it, I was sick of the spoilers. I had to just see how it happened because I was pissed. Okay, well, I know how it ends. But the buildup to what happened, because, you know, 
so like right in the beginning he falls off his horse this that's how he hits this where i was telling you before the show so he's he's riding a horse in atlanta and the horse is about to get overtaken it gets spooked by this big herd of walkers and it kicks him off you know bucks him off and he ends up falling onto this concrete bar on this concrete slab with a big ass piece of rebar sticking up and he falls right through it so he's stabbed and pierced by rebar and of course he's spitting up blood and this big ass herd is coming and so during the episode he hallucinates and and he goes back and he sees people from his past so it's kind of like I won't say a Christmas story, like where you go back and see three, but he, but three people from his past, you know, appear and two of them you would expect one, not so much. I mean, I was expecting, you know, Carl, um, Glenn, uh, Merle, Merle, not Merle, but, uh, but Laurie, I was actually expecting and none of that, none of them appeared. It was Shane, which was awesome that, uh, John Brethenal, is that, is that how you say his last name correctly? Burnthal. Burnthal. Um, Looks just like Shane from season one, like to a T. And uh, they confirm that (laughs) in his hallucination that uh, baby Judith is actually Shane's kid, not Rick's. That would always been kind of a tongue in cheek. Like, is it really his kid? Is it not? Um, But uh, they crack jokes and and Shane says he's proud of where Rick is. This is where Rick need to be. Oh, oh yeah, Super Mario. Super Mario, you're a little late for the sound there. Should have <laughs> been there for the first segment. Um, so the, so what had happened was, you know, every time Rick's about to get in danger, the ghost or whatever will tell him to wake up. So, you know, Shane, they have a heart to heart, wakes him up. He's about getting ready to eat, be eaten by a walker. And I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm just gonna say, go see it. I'm going to tell you how it ends and where I think why I think it's a good call. Um, you're going to have to fast forward like a couple minutes. Yeah. But, so yeah. let's move so, on to the ghost of Christmas present. Yeah. The ghost of Christmas present. So the whole episode, he's essentially dying because he's bleeding out and this herd, he can't fucking outrun this herd. It's the only F bomb we're going to get in this episode. So you can't outrun this uh, herd. And at the end, he does this classic um, from I want to say it's from the box art of season two or season three, maybe. I don't know. It's very infamous where he's holding his gun straight out and he cocks it down and he just very loosely holds his revolver and he's bleeding out. And like Daryl, uh, Michonne and Carol come running through the forest and they see what he's about to do. He's about to ready to blow this bridge up to save the communities from this massive herd of walkers. And unfortunately, since Rick's bleeding out and he can't get away, he's right by the bridge with all the explosives. So he shoots it and he like he looks at Rick or um, Daryl and Daryl starts crying and shaking his head. And and Rick's he nods at him and mumbles some stuff like it's OK. And then Michonne, he starts crying. Michonne starts crying and she's screaming. Carol's crying. And then he just shoots the bear or he shoots the dynamite big ass explosion pans back to the three original you know the three i don't want to say originals because michonne wasn't original but yeah. <laughs> the three heroes and they're all crying and that's the end of rick grimes he he blows up the bridge all the walkers fall in the water 
But then in a weird size, in a weird twist, a la Star Wars Episode Three, Rick's burnt, not burnt up like Anakin was, but he's bloody <laughs> and he looks damn near dead and he's on the side no. of a hill. You, you <laughs> turned her against me. No, none of that. Like he's out. But then Anne, the crazy trash lady from the last season, finds him and she's holding the gun because she's supposed to kill him. So there's I'm sure there's a story arc from episodes two, three and four that will explain that. But I didn't watch it. So or I could maybe tell. not. We don't know. <laughs> maybe not. So anyway, she says to somebody on her walkie talkie, she goes, I can't kill him. I can't do it. I need you to just do this favor for me. So then a helicopter comes, picks up Rick, and they fly away. And that's that's the end of Rick Grimes. So then the screen goes black like that's it. His group thinks he died. He, in turn, actually didn't die. He's in a helicopter, flew away. But then this is where it gets good. This is where the reboot happens. So that's the end of The Walking Dead that we know and love. Like, that, the story's done. Rick Grimes is, you know, up on the show, completely done. Then we get to this scene where there's four people they're running from a group of walkers and then all of a sudden you know this these gunshots happen and they take out the walkers and then these four people they're like thank you so much and they're like who are you and they show this little girl and she's wearing uh carl and rick's police hat she says grimes um judith grimes and that was the end of the episode. So I watched Talking Dead after because I'm like, what the hell was that? Turns out they flash forward. The series just moved ahead six seasons or six years. Six years, right. Six years since the disappearance of Rick. Judith has grown up. Everybody looks different. And uh, we're getting ready to get into the Whisperer, uh, the Whisperer storyline, which is the people that wear the... Um, the walker skin walker skin yeah because they're they're really they're like the walkers are evolving they're starting to figure it out and it's really creepy because it shows eugene who looks like he's a badass finally shows him hiding in the mud with this did he girl. cut the mullet ah uh, it didn't he just looked like long hair it's hard to okay. tell it looked like he just had really long hair but didn't look like the mullet and uh you can hear them walking by and they're like where are they and they're communicating. So it's like, holy crap. So The Walking Dead basically that we know is done. So the Rick Grimes storyline, all that crap, that was the last episode. So they announced that Andrew Lincoln will be back as Rick Grimes for a three-part TV movie. And a trilogy, uh, if a you trilogy. will. And it's going to explain what he's been up to during this time frame. But as far as... Him being back on the show, that's he's done with the show. The show's evolving without him. It now will focus on Judith and all the other people that have survived at this point. Uh, it did show Negan was still there. Um, I'm excited. Just, that was a long, long rant. But uh, <laughs> definitely go out and watch this week's uh, Walking Dead and this week's Talking Dead. Um, it will make more sense and more entertaining than what I could tell you. But by God... They did a good job. They swerved me. Yeah. And it's something that the series desperately needed. I mean, it just needed this adrenaline injection uh, 
to take it to an area that uh, we haven't seen yet. And uh, I think they nailed it. I mean, we were talking uh, a little bit before that, you know, normally this would be left for a, um, you know, end of series or sorry, end of season cliffhanger or even a mid series finale cliffhanger. But uh, as far as we know, next week, it's picking up right where it left off uh, this last Sunday. And uh, they're moving forward with this uh, six year time jump. Yes. Who uh, what? <laughs> Sorry, I just my phone went off. So I was trying <laughs> to mute it. But uh yeah, it's uh it's going to be exciting and uh I think they they did the right thing and uh kudos to them. They I they they did better than I thought they were going to do with it. <laughs> so, uh with all of that being said, um that sort of shifts our focus from television to movies. Uh, you mentioned that they're working on a trilogy of movies starring uh, Andrew Lincoln as Rick Grimes. Um, as far as I can tell, it doesn't mention anything about it being uh, movies that are meant for AMC. Well, yeah, I guess it does. Yeah. Uh, it, it'd be awesome to see him maybe in the theaters. Gosh, but, that'd, uh, be, that'd be way awesome. And uh, it's opening up a larger Walking Dead universe. So we may be seeing projects, uh, whether they're movies or standalone series or or whatever, about uh, characters that we know and love from The Walking Dead in their own uh, different projects. So uh, looks like they definitely have plans over there at AMC for which direction The Walking Dead's going into. Um, sounds like they're doing it the right way. Um, as soon as we finish recording this, hell, I'm going pulling up my AMC app and watching that episode because it sounds pretty Dude, badass. It was phenomenal. It was one of the best episodes I've ever seen. So it breathes new life into um, my enjoyment of The Walking Dead because even for me, I, sort of the reason that I haven't been watching uh, this season is because I wasn't really feeling it, you know? Even the end of last season was like, okay, you know, they, they drag, drug that on a little bit long. You know, what are they going to do now? Right. Well, what they wanted to do on the Talking Dead, if you get a chance to watch that, they interviewed Andrew Lincoln, and he actually wanted Rick Grimes to die under the tree at the end of last season, and that, and then that's where, and then this new season would have just been the time warp. Right. But he said the reason why they didn't do it is because they killed Carl. And they figured that, you know, so many big deaths in one season is probably a little too much. So only one Grimes per uh, season. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So <laughs> but I think the show is going to be just fine. Um, not sure who the new leader even is, because uh, uh, rumor has it that, you know, Lauren Cohan, Maggie is going to be gone from the show soon, too. So. Well, I know Norman Reedus is getting a huge uh, raise, so it sounds like he's going to be sort of the the focus, maybe the leader. I don't know how they're planning on doing it, but uh, he's getting $350,000 per episode. Dang. Yeah, that's some big money. Um, It is. Speaking of big money, moving on to a different uh, franchise, it looks like, uh, boy, the... uh, Folks uh, over in Michael Bay's camp must have backed up the money truck to uh, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith's house. Uh, Uh Uh-oh. Are you talking (laughs) what I think you're talking? I am. We are finally going to see a third Bad Boys movie. 
Uh, both Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are coming back. It has been, let's see, 2003 was when the last Bad Boys movie came out. 15 years. And wow. they're coming back. Yeah. Um, you kidding me? I, I loved the hell out of those movies. Uh, they were before Michael Bay got uh, too big for his ego. Uh, he took on the Transformers franchise and completely shat all over that. Um, I, I'm looking forward to a new Bad Boys. And it's not going to be called Bad Boys 3. It's, calling, it's being called Bad Boys for Life. Um, just in case you wanted to know. <laughs> Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> I bet I bet uh, Martin Lawrence is stoked because he has been irrelevant for a very long time. He hasn't done much. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe he has, but uh, not in anything that I've seen, at least recently. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm sure he's happy to be back. I'm sure the money truck for his house probably wasn't quite as large as Will Smith's money truck. Uh, but with all that being said, uh, we're going to get a new bad boys which uh, we've been hoping for for like i said 15 years now no that's awesome i i hope it ends up being really good so yeah we'll this see. thing this thing oh. has been kind of talked about for a long time but hopefully it doesn't fall victim to actually you know what i don't think it will fall victim because if you think about it the first bad boys came out in 94 mm -hmm. or 95 right yeah, one of those years. Yeah, it's when uh, Fresh Prince was still on the air and Martin had his own TV show. Damn, Gina! And, uh, <laughs> Shanane. Hey. They, uh, and then they didn't release the sequel until like 2003, I think. Right, that's when yeah. Bad Boys 2 came out. So now you look at it and you're at, we're at it'll be coming out, what, 2019, 2020? Probably. So, so, you know, yeah, they take a long times in between, but the second one was just as good. I liked it. I did, too. Um, boy, I'm reading through this article. Did you know that there is a Bad Boy spinoff series called L.A.'s Finest with uh, Gabrielle Union and uh, Jessica Alba coming out? No. Hmm. News I did not know me? that. That's news to me, too, but I'd watch it. Yeah. You had me at Jessica Alba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But All I know right. Gabrielle Union, man, she's super young in the second one. That's when her career was just taken off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't say what network it's going to be on, when it's going to be released. They just says say it's in the works. So um, if we learn anything about it, we'll let you guys know. Mike Lowry. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving away from bad boys over to um, a topic that uh, we've been talking about over the last uh, few episodes uh, the hopeful reboot of A Nightmare on Elm Street. And uh, we've talked about how Robert Englund reprised his role as Freddy Krueger. That is really loud in my head. <laughs> you just got rocked by some Elm Street. I did. So did our listeners. Anyway, uh, Robert Englund would love to reprise his role. Uh, obviously, the um, Halloween box office keeps going up and up and uh with that jamie lee curtis came back um to reprise her role for halloween uh she was the original scream queen 
But Nightmare on Elm Street had their own scream queen in uh, Heather Langenkamp. She played Nancy, Nancy Thompson in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, and then she played herself in Wes Craven's New Nightmare, uh, which was another fantastic movie. Um, so she has basically come out and said that if they asked her to do Another one to come back as the Nancy Thompson character is something she would love to do and uh, would make sense, obviously, with the way that uh, Halloween's going with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, I think it would be fantastic. Obviously, you and I are both huge Nightmare on Elm Street fans, so um, I think it would be amazing. And plus, I don't think uh, Heather Langenkamp's done much since uh, Elm Street. I mean, obviously, the last thing I can think she was in was... uh, Wes Craven's new nightmare. Right. I was still a young kid during that too. So you know. she also, uh, obviously was in the never sleep again, uh, documentary. Oh, uh, such a good documentary, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. If you love nightmare on Elm street, you owe it to yourself to go watch it. It's long. I mean, it's really long, but, uh, it dives into each individual movie, um, has all of the actors or at least most of the actors. And, uh, you know, they can even sort of look back and see where, or say where, you know, things were a little cheesy and, and uh, the effects weren't where they wanted them to be, but uh, it was really sort of a neat insight into uh, the series as a whole. Yeah, it's. Uh, I wonder if it's still on uh, Netflix because that's where it was on recently. I don't know, but uh, one thing I did stumble upon the other night is a series on AMC hosted by Eli Roth. Uh, I think it's called The History of Horror, and it's a multiple multi-part series that dives into each of the different types of horror. So the one we watched was based on zombies. Obviously, with it being an AMC series, they talked a lot about uh, um, The Walking Dead um, and then obviously the zombie um, origination with uh, The Night of the Living Dead um, from George Romero. But uh, the next two episodes are all about slashers, so it's going to be Jason, Freddy, uh, Michael, um, Leatherface, and so I'm looking forward to continuing to watch that series. And they get some really great interviews with people like Rob Zombie. They had uh, Greg Nicotero, who's the showrunner for uh, Walking Dead, Jack Black, um, you name it, and they're in there. That's awesome. That definitely sounds very entertaining to watch for sure. Yeah. And I and I think thanks to uh, the success of Halloween. Um, I think that definitely opens the doors for the return of uh, Freddy Krueger and uh, Jason Voorhees. So preferably not in a versus movie because that ended up not being so good. But not not so much. No, Robert England was fantastic in it, though. Yeah, yeah, he did do a good job. Um, all right. Uh, away from that type of horror to a more uh, silly horror. Um, we've reported numerous occasions that. Uh, you know, original writers Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick are coming back to the Zombieland uh, series with Zombieland 2. And uh, looks like they've recently reported that uh, they're going to start shooting in January and that uh, everything is coming together. Um, all of the original stars are back. Uh, takes place, obviously, 10 years later from uh, the original one. And uh, everybody's excited. You know, it's it's one of those things that, uh, you know, the magic is sort of 
reignited again, and hopefully it'll show uh, when it comes out uh, October of next year. Ooh, excellent. I don't think we'll see Bill Murray back, which is sad. His cameo in that movie was hilarious. Um, Maybe another cameo would do well. And then uh, the other thing they said is that they may include uh, a couple little bits from the failed TV pilot um, that they were working on. They were working on a Zombieland TV series and uh, unfortunately didn't get picked up, but uh, they may use some of those aspects uh, for this new movie. Yeah, it's going. I hope they uh, I'm glad they didn't do the TV show. I think that's having a sequel, though, with the original cast and the fact that they're all excited about it. That means the the chemistry is going to be there. So can't wait to see uh, where our characters have been. And uh, it should be a real fun ride. Yeah. And uh, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick uh, definitely haven't been taking any time off. Uh, In addition to not only writing that movie and putting everything together for it to start shooting in January, they've also been working on the PG-13 re-release of Deadpool 2. Uh, and with that, I mean, they actually went out and shot new scenes and new footage. And, uh, essentially it's going to be a different movie. Uh, you know, it's not a, um, uh, what would be the best way to put it? Like a TV vamp where they're like, all it took was a fat karate punch. Exactly. Uh, the best example I have is, uh, watching RoboCop on TV And uh, when they're bringing him in, they're wheeling him in piece by piece, and they bring in just his arm. And uh, he starts, the doctor, the I forget who it is, he starts shaking his hand and starts crushing it. And he goes, you're one bad mother crusher. It's not (laughs) that. (laughs) No. So it's going to be recut into a PG-13. One of the teases for it, which I haven't seen yet, I want to go back and look at, uh, they're talking about is uh, Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool reading a story to Fred Savage in bed uh, as sort of a wink and nod to the Princess Bride, which I think is hilarious. Um, but the whole idea between uh, releasing this as a PG-13 movie and uh, shooting some new scenes is that now they can bring in an audience of younger kids almost uh who can now enjoy deadpool without all of the uh um blood gore and fart dick and poop jokes right i actually kind of i kind of hope they make it cheesy purposely like i hope i hope they say i hope they take a scene where like they cuss like if they're gonna say the f word and just randomly put a different voice and say fudge (laughs) you know what i mean like if it was just tongue-in-cheek like purposely done to be cheesy not like when you're a kid and you're watching a movie and you're like, uh, yippee-yag, yippee, wow, let's try, maybe we can add that out. <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay, honky trucker. What? <laughs> oh, we're keeping that in. Yeah, no, I messed that up. And I haven't <laughs> even been drinking. Exactly. I was hoping nope. we were going to do the show last night because last night I had those margaritas on point. Ooh, that would have been an exciting show. Yeah. Uh, but knowing the sensibilities of uh, Rhett Reese, Paul Wernick, Ryan Reynolds, uh, I... I would be surprised if they didn't give sort of a wink in that direction. Yeah, I think, well, especially with Ryan Reynolds, did you see that they're going to donate um, some of the proceeds? Cause it's just a limited run right. and they're actually going uh, to donate to, and they're calling it to be PG 13 fudge cancer. 
that's 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 the you know because it's f cancer is the charity they're doing it but um most of the ticket sales are going towards fudge cancer um and they did did you see the little steel frame where they uh where he is reading to fred savage princess bride style i haven't seen it yet no yeah they actually did do that scene and uh totally shows him and he's in his like fred savage is in his bears shirt and it's totally in the bed yeah so i guess when ryan reynolds pitched this to the execs he said here's my demands money's got to go to charity it can't just be some cheesy cash grab it's got to mean something and i got to kidnap fred savage no don't ask me why i just need to kidnap fred savage (laughs) and the studio said you got it they said reluctantly they wanted to know what they were doing with him and so Fred Savage jokingly, he's like, okay, I was kidnapped and I was a little upset, but since it's going to fudge cancer, I'm okay with it. Which I'm sure he was just being tongue-in-cheek funny about the whole thing, too, because he's a hilarious guy in his own right. He's he, he's definitely like, I'll go along, you know, for a good laugh. Yeah. Good hey, are, Kevin you, Arnold. are you sitting on a leather couch? It sounds like you're uh, uh, passing a little gas over there. I'm actually in a leather uh, seat, yes. Oh, not okay. on the couch, but I am in a leather seat. <laughs> and, and I do not have gas. That you good, good, good. All right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it looks like December is when that uh, limited uh, release. Uh, December 21st. Hey, the day after my birthday. Hey. Happy birthday to me. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be seeing it. <laughs> All right. And uh, sticking with comic book movies, uh, we've talked a little bit about uh, the upcoming Birds of Prey movie uh, featuring Margot Robbie reprising her role as Harley Quinn. Uh, it's also going to have uh, Journey Smollett Bell as Black Canary, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Huntress, uh, and Rosie Perez as Renee Montoya. I have no idea who that character is, uh, which is very strange. With all of that being said, they have finally cast their uh villain for the movie we had reported before that it was going to be black mask and uh, the actor who's going to be taking up that role is uh, ewan mcgregor uh second ewan mcgregor reference of this episode obi-wan kenobi <laughs> um so it'll be interesting to see what they do with it um we've obviously voiced our displeasure with uh, the dc movie universe thus far um not a big fan of the jared leto joker but what they're saying from here is that uh harley quinn had recently split with the joker so with any luck we won't be seeing him anywhere in this movie right uh i wouldn't want him in it and don't make any reference to suicide squad make it its own thing yeah yeah and uh you know suicide squad even their you know had its fun moments but as a standalone movie was not great uh and we talked about uh, in a previous episode as well uh james gunn taking over that franchise so that's certainly in good hands um uh, at this point yeah i think with um james gunn heading to dc like we've talked about in the last two episodes i think that'll right the wrongs on some of the stuff there but uh as far as um birds of prey movie i'm not overly excited this is something i would put on the dc app to be honest with you yeah we'll see you know and and there's really no clue how it plays into the larger dc universe 
at this point, they're just making projects, throwing against the wall, hoping it sticks. Uh, and hopefully somebody will come along, right the ship for DC and uh, make a, oh, what would be the best word? Um, coherent shared universe. Yeah. Somebody needs to write the ship. We, we always have that. DC drama of the week with James Scott. So it's a different theme song too. Did you change it from as the nerd world turns? As the nerd world turns. (laughs) There you go. So uh, DC movie wise, um, basically the movies that you're going to be coming out are uh, Aquaman is going to be the uh, most recent one. You'll see Shazam after that. Uh, Wonder Woman. Shazam! Wonder Woman 1982, the standalone Joker movie, and Birds of Prey. Those are the ones that are currently in the works. Um, And we'll see what happens with it from there. All right. Uh, That does it for movies. And guess what, kitties? We are at uh, towards the end of the show. Uh, As always, we finish up with uh, a little bit of video game news. And uh, this video game news is certainly not small. Uh, We had talked about uh, previously the excitement behind uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which is going to be a huge version of the game, obviously only for the uh, Nintendo Switch system. With that being said, they just announced that all four, seven, all four. Wow. You can tell it's getting to to the end of the show. It is. It's getting long in the tooth, buddy. The, <laughs> <laughs> the total fighter count for the game is going to be 74, not four, 74. That is a ton of characters. In addition to that, uh, they've confirmed that there will be five DLC sets. Um, each of those uh, bringing in a few new characters, stages, music tracks, and they're expected that uh, each DLC um which is actually pretty reasonable, will be about uh, 6 bucks, $5.99. Yeah, very so, good price. Or you can buy all of the DLCs up front and get them as they come out for twenty four ninety nine, which, again, is a fantastic price. But uh, just sort of looking through the collage of characters here, um, you know, who are some of the ones that you're most excited for, Tone? Well, on this looking at it, I mean... I'm excited to play as, uh, let's see, Simon Belmont. Having him, he's never been in Smash. I think yep. that's great. Um, King R. Uh, King R. Rule, the the guy from the uh, Donkey Kong. I probably screwed his K, name up. K. Rule. K. Rule, yeah. <laughs> he looks great. Um, and just kind of glancing. I mean, there's so many just awesome characters. Mega Man, naturally. You know, because a lot of these characters were in the previous one. Um, but looking at the new stuff, like Ice Climbers were in uh, Melee. They were really fun to play as. Um, there's some characters I think are lame, though, is the me, like in, is having the me characters in there. Yeah, I was looking at that. They've got uh, sort of a nondescript female tennis character. Yeah. Very well, strange. Yeah, that's the Wii Fit. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So 
couple things I would have done instead of like I I can't bitch with all these characters, but what I would have done instead of having the me like you could definitely have the me characters in there and they could unlock you know popular characters maybe like Mario or Sonic or Mega Man whatever you know maybe customize their abilities to whatever. Um, I wouldn't count those as major characters. I mean, I would have added um, some of the characters I saw that are uh, assists. Like they have the assist trophies, like Guile, right. for example, is an assist trophy. Do I want to see Guile in the game? No, but I would have taken him over one of those guys. But I would have added some more Punch-Out characters. Like obviously you can't get Mike Tyson. I understand that, but... Why not have like crappy Glass Joe in there, Bald Bull, or King Hippo, <laughs> right. Captain? What if what if you put Captain N in there? <laughs> that would have been cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking through here and some unusual choices. Um, they have the dog and duck from Duck Hunt. Not exactly sure how those characters are going to be played. They have um, the robot. Do you remember the NES robot? Uh, oh yeah. Was that? His name was Rob, and he worked for Gyromite. That's right. Uh, he's going to be a playable character. Really sort of strange. Um, let's see. Uh, Cloud from uh, Final Fantasy. Um, oh, that's a good That's a good addition. That's a good one. Uh, Ganon, obviously from uh, Legend of Zelda series. Uh, sort of interesting that they have two versions of Link. They've got, uh, you know, the regular version and then sort of the kitty cartoony version. And then they've got two versions of Mario. They've got uh, Dr. Mario and regular Mario. Um, I wouldn't necessarily have included those as separate characters. Oh, they've got three versions of Link. Um, yeah, maybe make those separate skins for the same character. Yeah. Well, that's kind of why when they announced Ken, I was like, well, you already have Ryu, so why have Ken? Yeah, they're basically the same yeah. same character, like, all the same yeah, moves. I would have I put Chun-Li in it. Right. Or, you e, know... An, e Honda. Oh, yeah. Dude, you could have easily added some more Street Fighter characters. Or, you know what would have been cool, too, is thinking of classic video game characters. So you have Pac-Man, you have Sonic the Hedgehog, and um, I'm trying to think of just, like some other really cool characters like how come like knuckles is not in there or tails right you know like i would have taken those characters in and uh or super mario brothers 2 like they have a mario 2 level um but like how come you don't see like uh birdo or maybe birdo's <laughs> in there or or wart you know the big frog at the end to blow the bubbles or mouser Right. Did you know, sort of a weird side tangent, Super Mario 2 wasn't supposed to be a Super Mario game. It was a completely different standalone game, uh, but then they included the four Super Mario characters um, as you know your playable characters, which is why none of the villains uh, continue through the continuity of uh, the Super Mario world. I knew that it was a different game because it was Doku Doku Panic, whatever the yep. hell that is. <laughs> but that would make sense. But they did keep the Shy Guys and like, and some You're of the other right. characters. Yeah. Like they carried over, like, um, because that was the first time like the uh, the stupid Pokies, the cactus things, were from that one. Mm -hmm. And they carried on into Super Mario Three and and all the other games and. 
but like Mario too, man, they had they had some good villains like Mouser, like having to get the bombs and crap. Ryan. Yeah, and Wart was different, you know. At the mm-hmm. end, you had to catch the vegetables every time he puked them, <laughs> and like you had to catch it and go throw it back when he opened his mouth just right. Yep. But he would have been a sweet character. Just some little callbacks. Um, Nintendo has a ton more characters they could have used too. Oh, absolutely. And uh, then the one that's not in the little collage that uh, I guess is the last announced character is the Piranha Plant from Super Mario. And so, again, normally being sort of a stationary character, it'll be interesting to see how they utilize him in that world. It'll be interesting, yeah. One another good thing, too, is what, like... It's like Mega Man has so many people. Like, why is there no like Doctor Wily's an assist trophy in the game? But mm-hmm. he would have been a good character. Arthur from Ghosts and Goblins would have been sweet to put in this game. Yeah, is Roll an assist character? Yep. Okay. Strider would have been awesome to have in this game. There's just so much. I mean, I'm not being nitpicky, but I just just going along tangent the. Uh, the, the having the me the me characters is kind of a waste i agree i agree take them out uh could care less about uh well, the splatoon characters might be kind of fun yeah oh and the arms characters are just assisting too oh really yeah and they were that they would have fit in perfect and same with punch out characters hmm. again nintendo's not listening to us capcom's not listening to us so uh no if they ever decide to, we'd be more than happy to throw out some ideas. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, so with that being said, that takes us to the end of the show. Um, as always, we appreciate you guys listening and sticking with us, uh, checking us out on our social media pages, Facebook at facebook.com forward slash proton pack podcast, uh, Instagram at proton pack podcast. And we always love the feedback. Uh, let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't. And uh, we may take it into consideration. We may not. <laughs> Absolutely. December 7th is when the game drops. Just FYI, guys. Oh, it's good. only only on the Switch. December 7th. Pick it up. It's going to be a fantastic game. Um, check out our page on Facebook and it'll explain more because there's a lot to cover in that game. And that's just we just want to tell you there's 74 plus characters and now there's a story mode. So it needless to say, that's the type of video game Christian and I like because you can just pick it up, play it and move forward. So, yep, no long story mode, no open world that you have to invest hours and hours of your time in. Um, Oh, you do. You are going to have to invest some time to get the characters to unlock, though. It's going to be like old school Marvel versus Capcom 2. It only starts out with the original six and you have to play through the game to unlock everybody. So. Uh, if I must. All right. <laughs> so there is going to be a little time investing, but it'll be fun time investing at your pace. <laughs> awesome. All right. With that being said, uh, we will catch you all on the flip side next episode. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. What you got, Tone? I'll see you next time on the Pro Pack Podcast. Juan Pablo, say peace out, a good scout. <laughs> <laughs>